0: And so being willing to accept the challenge of getting it better every day starts in the mindset. Starts with what your routines are at home, what your morning routines are, how you set yourself up for success with the content that you consume and the people you surround yourself with, all the way to what are your processes, what are your routines that allow you to have success individually and for your organizations.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO
2: podcast and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on Leadership, management, and coaching. When we think of leadership, management, and coaching, we often think of doing all other things, but often it's a person that's able to build up their team, that's able to cultivate a creative and innovative culture so that people can excel and actually be their own leaders. So that's why this month we're focusing on those three big topics because they make a huge impact on the organizations that we're part of. Now, you'll hear some of those topics this month, and of course, some really great perspectives on how people are even defining leadership, which I think is extremely exciting. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Mark Nudelberg of On The Ball Ventures. Mark, super excited to have you on the show.
0: Excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, get with
2: you, Gresham, and with your, with your audience. Absolutely. So before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Mark so you can hear about some of the awesome things that he's working on. And Mark is the president of On the Ball Ventures. And Mark is a coach, author, and entrepreneur. He leverages his experience as a Division I football coach and president of the On the Ball Ventures to help individuals and their teams adopt the 1% better mindset. Mark delivers energy, passion, and competitive drive while focusing on the details and developing processes that produce results. Mark, again, excited to have you on the show. You ready to speak to the IMCL community? Ready to go, man. Let's do this. Let's get it started then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story.
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, you could probably take it all the way back to my childhood. I was fortunate to grow up in an entrepreneurial family. Uh, then as I grew up and I played football as a youth and then was not good enough to play football at a high level in college, I got afforded the opportunity to enter into Florida State University's football program as an equipment manager. It was the bottom of the organization, and during my undergrad, I worked my way up through the organization to become a student assistant coach, eventually getting hired as the assistant special teams coach when I graduated. That launched a 10-year coaching career that took me all over the country, Uh, took me from Florida State to Cincinnati to Florida to Nevada, back across the country to Lafayette. And then I eventually stepped away from college football and stepped into the business world and partnered with my father to build a training and development agency that focuses primarily first on mindset, training people to think like high performers, which then translates into modernizing the sales process and developing leadership
2: in, uh, in, in individuals. Nice, I absolutely love that, especially to hear you know the experience that you've had and being able to kind of translate each of that information, um, all that information, so that people can kind of be those high performers. So I know you touched a little bit upon how you work with and serve your clients. I wanted to just check and see if there's anything additional uh, that you want to mention there, and then too, what you consider to be your secret sauce, which is the thing for yourself, the organization, or a combination of both, and sets it apart and makes it unique.
0: Yeah, sure. So the way we work with individuals is, or really in organizations, is there's A lot of different ways to be coached and I'm a firm believer coming from my athletic background that coaching or training is something that you do year round. It's not something that happens when you first get hired and onboarded into an organization. It's something that's constant and continual. And so taking that mindset of understanding, okay, well, if we have to coach individuals, let's first work with the organization to understand what are your processes? What are the things that are in place that are allow your people to create repeatable success or sustain success? If, we're, if there's holes in that for them, we're happy to identify where gaps are and help them solve those problems and create those solutions. Once the proper organizational structure is set in place, then we love to work with individuals to help them adopt that 1% better mentality, which to me means accepting the challenge of trying to get better. I think most people hear 1% better every day, and they're like, that means I have to be improving every single day. That's not a reality. Right. All all champions, all people that are high performers understand that there are setbacks that happen all the time. And so being willing to accept the challenge of getting it better every day starts in the mindset, starts with what your routines are at home, what your morning routines are, how you set yourself up for success with the content that you consume and the people you surround yourself with, all the way to What are your processes, what are your routines that allow you to have success individually and for your organization? So helping people understand that, develop a mindset, put into practice some of those routines, whether it be time management or just looking at what they're doing on a daily basis to help them find ways to get better.
2: Yeah, that that makes so much sense. And I appreciate you breaking down the the whole kind of 1%. Because I think if you think in 100 days, you're 100% better. But in reality, uh, things don't necessarily work like that. But I think it's something that, you know, I always heard you can control what you can control and to be able to kind of work on those things that you can control, like you mentioned, your mindset, things you're listening to, putting into your mind, whatever that is to, to help you feel like you're better than what you were. So I recently wrote about
0: that in my book, which is Family, Football, and Failure. And it's basically a roadmap and the principles of all the lessons I learned from growing up in an entrepreneurial family, working inside of college football and developing successful organizations and teams, and then transferring out of that, building our own coaching or coaching agency and helping organizations create a competitive culture, create processes and disciplines to routines. All of the same things that made us successful in sports, transferring them over. And the reality is, is that if you think you're going to get better every day or that this road to success is this constant, you know, straight climb upward, you're setting yourself up for success. So the reason I put the word failure in the title of the book is because I learned how to deal with failure, significant failure, and a lot of failure through sport, right? And when you think about what failure really means, It's just the absence of whatever the expected outcome was. So in sports, you expect to win every single Saturday in college football. For us, that wasn't a reality. Didn't happen every single time. So understanding that you had to have a process on how to acknowledge it, right? How to analyze it, and then how to act on that information and create a plan for yourself to have success after, I called that the 24-hour rule. Right? I didn't have time to waste in wallowing in the failure or allowing the missed opportunities to affect something else down the road. I had to get real tight on, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, this hurts, but we gotta look at it. We gotta look at it with a fine tooth comb and figure out where we went wrong in order to develop you know, new strategies, new processes, new routines that are gonna allow us to overcome those obstacles in the future so that we never allowed one mistake To become two, whether you're in sales or whether you're in business and you have a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad quarter, a bad year, you have to have a process and understanding how to deal with failure in order to turn it into an opportunity and
2: not allow it to hurt you again. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I almost think that it could be like a CEO hack, which is kind of those things that can make you more effective and efficient. So I love that 24-hour rule and how that lets you, first of all, reframe, but also sounds like redirect whenever those things uh, could definitely happen. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice I like to say it's something you would tell your favorite client, or if you happen into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self
0: so i think and i talk about this with a lot of people but i when i look back at my success i look at one acronym and it's r p d and it's relationships processes and discipline i don't care what success i don't care what opportunity when i look at all of the good things that have come to my life it's come from one of those three things it's been introduced to me through a relationship or it was because I had developed a great process, or it was because I was disciplined to that process. RPD to me is the ultimate acronym and the simplification of how to define success for yourself in your life. How are you investing in relationships? How are you building relationships? How are you cultivating relationships that not only help you personally, but help you as a business, help you as an organization? What alliances are you creating with other major organizations within your industry that are strategic partnerships that help both of you guys become successful? And then how are you constantly evaluating what you're doing to ensure that it's still serving you? You know, I don't care whether you talk about sports or whether you talk about business, life evolves and life evolves very fast in today's day and age. With the, with the amount of information that we're getting, with the amount of technology that we have. So if you aren't constantly looking back at your processes to say, are these things still serving me? Are they still serving us in the way that we design them to? And if they're not being willing to make the necessary adjustments and changes to continue to improve, because that to me is the discipline. Right? It's the discipline to make the hard decision. It's the discipline to stay true to what you know and put in the work day in and day out, regardless of what the weather is, regardless of how you feel, regardless of how many people are watching you or how many people aren't watching you. The discipline to do what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, and how it's supposed to be done.
2: Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And a lot of times what you focus on grows. So to make sure that you're measuring and making sure those three legs of the stool, I'll call them, or the RPED are are in place, allows you to make sure that you're seeing your success as much as possible. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Mark, what does being a CEO mean to you? To me,
0: it means having ownership and having radical candor. And so it's not about just setting the direction. It's not about being a visionary. It's about taking responsibility, not only for the business, but for the people within the business and in the organization and making decisions based on what's good for the whole and not just what's good for you. And then the other part of that is having that radical candor and being willing to step in front of the group when things are good, when things are bad and display that ownership, owning you know outcomes that aren't necessarily the best, but being able to talk directly to what's going on and being transparent for people so that they understand you're in their corner for them. Because I don't care if you have an organization of three people or 300 people, if you're willing to take responsibility for them in the business, and you're willing to be radically candid with them about what's happening and where the, what the vision is and where they, where you guys want to go
2: together, you'll create buy-in and you'll have success. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I love how both of those are kind of strongly intertwined um, and at the end of the day, helping you to get to the mission that you ultimately hope to have. So definitely appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more, Mark. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people get a hold of you, get a copy of your book, find out about all the awesome things that you're working on.
0: Sure. So my book is available on Amazon, so you can find it there. It's Family Football and Failure. Um, obviously reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. You can find me at Mark Noodleberg. Um, my email is Mark at on the Don't hesitate to reach out to me there, but I'll tell you this, if you choose to reach out to me, you better lead with that first letter in the, uh, in the acronym, which is relationship. I can't stand when somebody reaches out to me and tries to cold pitch me, right? I'm putting myself out there daily with content, Find something that resonates with you. Start to build a relationship with me. And I promise you that we will find a way to help each other somehow, some way.
2: There you go. Well, I truly appreciate that. And to make it that even easier, we'll have the links and information um, in the show notes too so that everybody can reach out with that, that pearl of wisdom and that nugget that you've been given in so many different ways. But thank you so much for taking time out. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I M C E O CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.